My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back. Apoyo, how is, rendi- how is rendition? How is the rendition? Day four is, uh, is going four. nicely. They, I only got uh, a little I, I, bit of waterboarding this morning, and they it, threw in some cucumber infusion, so it was actually kind of refreshing. <laughs> cucumber waterboarding. Mm. <laughs> sounds, sounds delicious, actually. We've got a bunch to go over today. You did see what came out of Arizona yesterday. Did you see what came out of Arizona yesterday? I, you mentioned this. I don't know if we actually talked about it before we hopped on here. We we did not talk about it. So I'm going to show you this. This is pretty stunning. And this is what I would call... Are you talking bomb- about recounts? Oh, yeah. Did, did you see what happened in the rule? They're, they're basically hiding this information. They're hiding it. And they're a rural town. Now, keep in mind, this is, has to do with Abe. It's just more shenanigans from uh, Katie Hobbs and the crime that is being committed holistically, including the, the judge in the, in the case. But this is, uh, let me go ahead and put this, give this to you. Let me see if I can find it real quick because I'll read this screenshot. This was, whoops. There you go. You got it to you in the Slack channel. But let me let me go ahead and read this. Breaking bombshell that a rural Arizona county significantly undercount hundreds of Abraham uh, Mohammed's votes. Hamada votes. I always get it wrong. Is it Hamada? Hamad Hamaday? Hamaday? I should know this. I should Hamada. Hamada. Yeah. Um, votes. And as Katie Hobbs withholding the critical information at Abraham is down to only 510 votes. Breaking an internal source has shared that rural Arizona County has found a significant miscount netting uh, Abraham Muhammad with hundreds of new votes. Sources suspect Katie Hobbs is not quickly releasing the revelation to provide as little time as possible for public reaction. How about that? Well, What's so that? after we, we talked about the ruling uh, from Maricopa, you remember Liz Harris uh, and I were talking, I talked about this briefly, that they have been uh, slowing this out and holding all this information because if Abe won, then all of a sudden they have subpoena power on uh, on Kerry Lakeside. How, it, they'd have subpoena power, but he'd also have criminal complaints that he'd be able to, to file. Yeah. And he'd be the law of the land. But do you think he would? 
This is the part where I go, is he truly, is he truly an outsider? We can't trust anything these days. Now, I, I, I believe he's an outsider. I believe that Katie, or excuse me, Carrie Lake is an outsider. But how much of an outsider and how much of an effect would that have if one of them was put in that position of trust and authority? Well, if, let's say he did get in. So first of all, regardless of whether or not we get to that point, if it, they come out that, yeah, they were slow rolling this so that they didn't have uh, Abe in there and he had AG power, I mean, that, that should be getting the street moment for everyone in Arizona. Uh, and if he did and he does get in there and he doesn't do those things, then that should be a getting the street moment for Arizona because then you have, you know, a, a big hammer that you can swing. And if you don't use it, then you've, you've got bigger problems. Yeah, so um, I think we have bigger problems. I think we are just getting to the place now where we're starting to realize how big our problems are. My, my fear is, is that if we don't start doing something now, as the, as the paint starts to dry, as the sidewalks start to dry, it, you, you go past. Now, we're talking. We're doing the First Amendment, right? There are people talking. Not enough people talking. There should be public outcry. There should be people that are, that are constantly hammering down on what's happened. Um, but we're talking about it. It's going to get so hot that frankly, people are just going to get tired of, as you go into a recession, people are going to get tired of all of that and it's going to result in violence. That's my fear, is that people are just going to become impatient, which I think is a problem. I think a certain degree of impatience is actually good because we've been patiently waiting on like the system to fix itself and save us from the system. So I think there should be a bit of impatience, but uh, it, it kind of goes back to what's actually guiding people. We have a, a Patriot Donnie. Hey, welcome back. Patriot Donnie says, uh, good morning, brother Joe. Abe, lawyers were worthless. <laughs> I think he's talking about the feed that's going on right now. <laughs> and Ash is watching that currently. So there is a hearing going on right now on the Abe issue. And uh, Donnie, you're probably right. I don't know what's happening with it right now. The feed keeps dropping. But my guess is it's going to be much about nothing. Um, let, let's, just, let's just jump into it. We have election discussion on American Sunrise. Uh, this morning, Ed Henry and uh, Karen Turk hosted Steve Stern of the Republican Precinct Strategy Project. Did you see this? Yeah, and they did the exact same thing that uh, all the other establishment uh, people or the cowards have been doing. So what did they say was the problem? Just like we've been complaining about. They said, yeah, people need to get out and vote harder. Uh, this is part of their, their strategy that they, they revealed towards the end of the segment. Uh, people need to be more engaged. We need to vote harder. It's a lack of Republicans. You know, it's basically the red wave failed narrative. But what's the actual problem here? They stole the freaking election. Anyone who's not who's not framing it in that way is either an enemy of the people or they're so cowardly that they're they're tacitly a part of the establishment at this point. Well, and they they're they're coming out telling us to vote harder. We have to vote ballot harvest. We have to basically commit crimes. They're, instead of actually building a strategy, and look, this is my biggest problem. Instead of us building our own strategy, and the strategy is simple: learn the power of the word. No, use your voice. 
stop participating in the system by which they're defrauding you in. Get rid of the voting machines and get rid of the mail-in ballots. Get rid of those two things. Go to voting on election day only. I keep hammering this home. Like Here are the things that you have to do in order to get your voice back. Here are the things you have to do. You have to recall every single judge. You have to recall every single person in every position. And you say, Joe, that would, that would melt the system. Yes, it would melt the system. And it should. It should melt the system. We could get rid of 50% of the government right now and nobody would lose an ounce of sleep. Nobody. Except for the 50 people that got let go out of the government. They'd have to go get a real job. They'd have to actually do something. Because most federal employees get paid to do nothing. They get paid to wreak havoc. They get paid to create a, a slave environment, a slave and slave owner environment. Get to work. It's punitive. Our society is oppressive and punitive. And you'd say, Joe, I'm fine. I get to walk. I can go to the restaurant. I can have a beer. I can do all this stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is how do you feel when the IRS sends you a letter? Does your blood pressure go up? How do you feel when more laws are enacted that take away basic freedoms because they're making those laws based off someone already breaking a law that exists? Do you feel oppressed? Well, I don't, I don't like to think about that. The problem is, is that right now, before you wake up in the morning, you commit crimes over and over and over again. You commit those crimes and you don't even know it. You don't even know it. At some point, we are going to have to say enough is enough at some point. Did, did we have the video of the judge, by the way? Did we? Yeah, I, Zach, you I, should have that. I heard we had a video. Wait, oh, the judge? Of the judge in the Cary Lake oh, case? It's not, it's not where I want it to be right now. It's not? No, I wanted, I wanted to give the whole context. Oh, you do? Okay. It's in a raw well, version. It's in a raw version, Joe. It's in raw version? Okay, yeah. so the, I, they want us to vote harder. And in the Cary Lake um, verdict, we found footage of the judge writing the, now I, I think this is what it was, Apollo, writing the actual verdict, correct? Yes. Is that what this is? Yes. We have, we have him actually, uh, like it's actual footage, raw behind the scenes footage of the judge writing the decision on Carrie Lake's lawsuit. Yeah, so and this this aligns perfectly with all of what the judge said in the in the verdict, doesn't it? I think so. Okay, so guys, listen. This is live footage of the judge writing the verdict to the Carrie Lake lawsuit. Do you have it, Zach? Nobody has seen this before. Okay, let's go ahead and play it. This is the judge. I'll give you the commentary of it as we go through. Oh, there's the judge running. He falls. That was evidence that went right by him. Oh, there's more evidence going by him. He's like, whoa, I, I just escaped all the evidence that was presented in the trial. I got to run. I'm running for more evidence. More evidence is coming right at me. Oh, my gosh. It's Oh, I avoided that. Let me get back in this car. Oh, wait. Hold on. There's a car. He's going up. Slowed down. But the evidence is, or excuse me, evidence, evidence. Oh, and the evidence hits the judge and says, I got more evidence for you. Please put it in the trial or put it in the verdict. Okay, go ahead. You can take it down now. 
<laughs> okay, come on, that was kind of funny. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm gonna cry. All right, so I actually had to mute myself while you <laughs> So I think I don't think you guys realize that the fact that. I, the guy was in the street, left his car, and a car came by, missed him. That was evidence that came by him. Like, whoo, I escaped the evidence. Whoo, running from him. More evidence came by, had to scramble to the other side, didn't want to get hit by that evidence. Whoo, then he went and hid from the evidence in the car. And so more evidence, i.e. another car, came around, curved around, and smashed the judge with evidence like, hey, here I am. And yet, none of it made it in the verdict. <laughs> okay, that's a cut, by the way. It's a cut for us, Zach, just so you know. That's a great cut of the judge. Live footage of the judge, of the judge in the Carry Lake case. Uh, oh, man. Whoo! You see that, that one where he just goes, hey, those 19-inch ballots exist, and he just leaps out of the way of the 19-inch ballot. <laughs> We got the we got the twenty inch ballot on one side, we got nineteen inch ballot on the other side. Holy crap! Two hundred ninety eight. Then, then there was <laughs> then Heather Honey just poof. <laughs> 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 and then the two hundred ninety eight thousand illegitimate ballots came flying around and said, "Judge, hello." Ugh! I'd like to think of Eric well, then, and then, as uh, the uh, Ryan Macias. Uh, are you on, Ryan Macias? Are you reading the judge? <gasps> <gasps> That's the car that uh, hit him right there, hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry to do it to you. If you want to be really serious today, I want to be serious too. There's a lot of serious stuff to go over, but it is kind of funny. You have to admit it's kind of funny. And, and that judge, man. Play one he, more time. <laughs> All right, we got to play it just one more time for context. So now everybody knows what we're talking about. We'll play it one more time because uh, I had to stay serious to that deal. You know how hard it was for me to pay serious? Whew. I had to mute myself while you were in there. <laughs> okay. All right, let's play it. We'll play it one more time, and I'll give you a commentary now, just a serious commentary. Here's the judge. So the judge is in the street. He's running from the 20-inch ballots, and he falls down. Oh, 19-inch ballots coming in. And he's going for the run. Oh my gosh, I gotta run away. More evidence is coming. It's more evidence is coming. I gotta keep running. Oh my gosh, let me get back in my car. Oh, there's more evidence. Oh, more evidence. It's the truck. Oh, miss me. Whoo, I'm protected now. I'm protected. Oh, hold my beer. No, you're not. Here comes the evidence. 298,000 pounds hits the judge. Woo. Okay, go ahead. You can take that now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, I had my fun. Now, the, I, I, I have to tell you, we, we, we do have a video. They, they tell us that we have to, that we need more people to engage in the party. That's what Ed Henry and Karen Turk said, right? Or Steve Stern said. It's a precinct strategy. We got to vote harder. We got to get involved. Now, I believe we do have to get involved, but from a grassroots level, we have to take things over. Um, we have this video, A2. Why don't you describe it for us, Apollo, before we play it? 
Uh, so this is uh, what we were speaking about earlier. So this is the um, <laughs> from American Sunrise uh, hosts Ed Henry, Karen Turk, and Terrence Bates uh, giving after everything that we're learning about Twitter files and after this recount, after the Lake lawsuit, and you know the entire last two years of everyone's lives. This is the most tone deaf response uh, to the American people about you know why the elections aren't really working and what we need to do. So go ahead, Zach. Center for Election Integrity, uh, Cleeton Mitchell's people, Trump's people, Lindell's people, everybody who's everybody. So why are we doing this? Because we have to come up with a solution. This is not going to be to talk about what's happened. We know what's happened. Now what do we got to do to change it? So hopefully after January 10th, we'll have a couple of good things. Some of the things we've talked about in, in our last um, Zoom meeting is do not vote on election day anymore. And why is that? Because you saw what happened in Mar Mar County um, in Arizona. People lined up. They couldn't get to vote. They left. It could be raining. It could be snowing. Um, you know, a lot of people don't vote. And that's 10 percent could be knocked out, which is what probably happened in Arizona. And you lose the election. So we're going yeah. over a lot of things, you know, and we got a lot of people that are involved and we welcome everybody's opinion. Yeah, to Steve, do that. It yeah. might have been the difference in Maricopa mm -hmm. County. might have been the difference yeah. in Herschel Walker in Georgia as well. Sometimes you got to shift around and change your strategy a little bit. We were all told vote on Election Day, but we saw that that didn't work, so now you got to pivot. Right. Now, some people should vote on Election Day, we should be clear. You're not saying don't vote, you know, no, but, but obviously no. well, spread it well, out. Well, some people early vote if your state allows it, uh, but it should be basically all of the above. We have to have an opportunity to vote when that's taken away from us as a real problem. Absolutely. Steve, we just got about 30 seconds. You're talking... <laughs> you see you see what we're dealing with this is why this is why we we, we lose because people listen to this kind of this kind of garbage like i'm sorry they stole the election are you serious don't don't vote maybe we should adjust our strategy don't vote on election day that's how we lost we voted on election day you saw what they did so you, i you just have any idea how how ridiculous that is Okay, so uh, just so you know, I just said, "Are you serious?" And Siri, Siri just said, "I'm always serious." <laughs> On my computer, <laughs> Whew. that was some pretty serious stuff that made no sense at all. While Republicans want us to vote harder, the consequences of the stolen election are, are very real at the border. When I talk about stolen elections and the fact that the fraud is in the machines, it is in the ballots. Listen, my biggest problem is that talking heads want to not dig in and do the hard work. There is millions of pieces of evidence, millions. Documents, you know, terabytes of evidence. And they want to ignore it. They don't want to do the hard work. They may have good intentions, some of them. They, they may think that they can solve the problem by doing the same thing that it appears on the surface that they're trying to sum up that really simple they're just ballot harvesting but that's not what's happening small con big con the small cons are the things that they, people can get caught for that they're doing that's the controlled cover that's the chaos that's created the big con is in the machines in the mail-in ballot companies chris chris paul said it last night if you didn't watch it go back and watch the interview from last night One hundred and fifty thousand percent the fraud is in the machines, 
and it's in the mail-in ballots. The mail-in ballots are the gas to the machines. The bloated voter rolls, the things they can do in order to create chaos. If you want to get rid of the chaos, all you have to do is get rid of the machines, get rid of the mail-in ballots, go to mail-in, or excuse me, go into voting day only. You can still have a, a mail-in ballot if you're incapacitated or can't make it there. You can still, no problem. But voting must happen on election day, must be counted on election day, and that's it. It's simple. And that will ensure that only people who are lawfully allowed to vote, you have to have an ID, we can make election day a federal holiday. See, instead of doing the things that are necessary in order to make sure that they protect the voice of the American people, they lie to us and say that it's misinformation and disinformation, and they, they lie to us. And then they tell us to vote harder, and they make it non-transparent. And you got this black box, and things happen behind the M-Tech doors, and you can't see in, and then cameras go down. And then bad actors who aren't smart enough to tie their shoes, like Katie Hobbs, or the, the invalid in, in Pennsylvania, or the invalid that's in Washington, D.C. that poops behind the couch in the, in the Oval Office. Yeah. Those are the types of people that can be controlled. Those are, not the, those are not the brightest. Those aren't the smartest. Those aren't statesmen. Those are politicians that were put there in order to steal your voice. And we keep uncovering the lies. We keep, we keep showing more and more lies. Elon Musk said every conspiracy theory they had about Twitter came true and more. And he's committed. He said, I'm just getting started. But now we have to talk about the consequences at the border. We have to talk about the stolen election are causing people to die. Lots and lots well, of Joe, people to die. Quick. Yeah. Um, before we hit the border, because so Title 42 uh, is a big deal, set to end. Uh, court said, no, it has to stay in effect, essentially. But uh, Ash, I, there are some updates from the recount. I just want to give a couple a couple minutes to that. So Abe's margin looks like it dropped from 510. 500 to 208. Yep. Looks like Liz Harris won. Um, so if Ash can, I don't know if she's on, if she can just give us an update for uh for two or three minutes. Uh, Is she on? Before we hit title 42. I don't know, Zach. I'm waiting on you, buddy. Hello, hello, hello. Yep, she's on. Ash is on the phone. Tell us about what happened in this hearing. Okay. So it was about an eight minute hearing. Very, very quick. Uh, the, the lawyers for Abe were asking to stay the release of the results coming out. Uh, so you'll remember the margin in the AG race in Arizona was 511 votes. Mm -hmm. Um, Mays received 1,254,809 votes after the recount. Hamaday, 1,254,529 votes. So the margin shrunk from 511 to 280, but Hamaday still lost. Um, the more shocking results that were released, in my opinion, have to do with Liz Harris. So you'll remember on the, uh, we, on the live stream we did for Carrie Lake's hearing, we had Liz Harris on and um, she, was, she won her race. Right. Yeah. She was she was Congress or a uh, uh, assemblywoman uh, elect. She uh, so after the recount, Jennifer something, I can't remember the last name, forty seven thousand one hundred sixty four. Liz Harris 
43,555. And then the, uh, the other third party person, 43,830 votes. So Liz Harris went from first place to third place. It looks like they just took her election away. I have, uh, are you serious? That's what I heard. And I backed it up several times to get those numbers. So they are actually eliminating anyone that is America first. Well, you remember Liz was in the hot seat because she said as long as they let the stolen elections stand that they weren't going, she wasn't going to vote um, in in the assembly, in the legislature in Arizona. And she was getting a lot of flack for that. She talked about that when she came on the show. Um, based on what I just heard in the, in the courtroom as the judge opened the sealed envelope and read the results of the recount, they have moved her into third place. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms and competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. <laughs> wow. And I do have a... a that, wow. So I'll let you know if that comes in. So they, they literally are eliminating everyone that is opposed to their agenda. Arizona, are you paying well, attention? What I found was really um, just, I mean, it's its just a slap in the face, to be honest, is, you know, we saw the same buzz cut glasses wearing attorney that was in the law, the in the um, courtroom for the Cary Lake. Uh, he was a, a big, a big objector during the trial. Didn't, didn't do any of the questioning or anything like that, maybe a little, but he was there. They're all very smug. And the, the deference and the authority is given to the Secretary of State, to Katie Hobbs, to, I guess, Governor-elect Hobbs. And so it's a sealed envelope coming from Katie Hobbs's office, handed to the judge. There's an there's a affidavit, signed affidavit, and it's all very proper. 
there's just one problem. It's all reliant upon Katie Hobbs's pinky promise. Th this is unbelievable. Wow. I'm trying to find it right now. I don't see it right now, but it, it. Well, the hearing is over now, so you won't find it streaming anymore. Yeah, but I'm not trying to find a stream. I'm trying to find the recount results. This is unbelievable. Let me see if this comes out. Yeah, uh, Apollo, we should see if we can get Liz on. The Democrat yeah, won. State House. They took it away from Liz Harris and gave it to Jennifer Powlick. Right. By this a pretty significant margin, right? So you've this got is to understand. Unbelievable. She went from winning yeah. the race. Now she won her race, guys. She won her yep. race. Won her race. And if she'd kept her mouth shut about the stolen election, she probably would have kept her race, let's be honest. This is unbelievable. Well, so here. think about this. They stole it from from who? Like the one person in Arizona who stood up publicly and said, "Yeah, let's go yep. to the Capitol." Exactly. Put it up, guys. This is uh, hit the share button, people. This is actually big, big news. This is huge news, huge news. And big shout out to Moron Mama in the chat because I uh, this totally skipped my attention as we were prepping for the show this morning, and she said, "Hey, this hearing's starting." So you know, thanks, thanks for that because yeah, we were we were looking at the border, and this is uh, absolutely um, pretty pretty big story. Liz Harris, uh, uh, if you're if you're in big, Arizona right now, if you're a talking head, and you don't come out and say something about this, you are the controlled opposition. You are on the radical left. Period. This is unbelievable. And by the way, they did not count the ballots. There was no count. Nobody touched the paper ballots. You know what they? You know what they counted? Ballot images. Ballot images. We need to see if we can get Liz Harris on the phone right now, on the call right now. I don't Dave know if Comedy that's what. did tweet. He said the results of the recount show that my opponent's lead has been cut by nearly half. In cut by nearly half. From 511 to 280 votes, a, hawk, a shockingly high discrepancy. Again, a recount just puts the ballots in the same machine again. My legal team will be assessing our options to make sure every vote is counted. Now, his lawyer at the end of the hearing did ask, can we, can we delay certification until the end of the day so that we can assess our legal options? And the judge denied that request. Really? Yes, that happened at the very end of the hearing. Keep in mind how. Wow. Keep keep in mind this is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Joe, what's the what did they say Liz lost by? Through almost four thousand ballots, four thousand votes. Four thousand, four thousand ballots. Here, no, so twenty. Here it is. Jennifer Powlick is forty-seven one sixty-six. The Democrat has won. By the way, this changes the state house majority. You guys don't understand. This changes the state house majority in Arizona. Everyone should be talking about this. Liz Harris at 43,829 and another Republican 43,559. And look at the flip. 
Right. I mean, look at the flip that occurred because Liz Harris won. We're not talking about 280 votes. We're talking about a pretty significant discrepancy. Wow. But there was nothing wrong with the election. It was totally perfect and fine. Right. Wow. Wow. And the envelope was sealed and signed by Katie Hobbs so everybody can have complete and total confidence in what's included. Wow. Guys, do you know how big this is? This is, this is them basically saying we could do whatever we want. We have the judges. We have the judiciary. Hey, let me ask you a question to talking heads that said don't go to Arizona and don't protest. How's it working out for you? What did I say this morning, by the way, Ash? What did I say on the call this morning? And you're like, I, I hate don't know. Right. I had I had to eat crow and say Joe was right. So, all right, Liz is. <laughs> and, be I on did, and, uh, and I did, and I did because I own it when I'm wrong. Everyone, this is a big, 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 big story. This is a huge swing. But keep how, in mind, how? Please explain to me. Please explain to me how Abe's. Abe's loss margin went from what five hundred to two hundred, but they they were off on Liz Harris's race by thousands of votes. How did that happen? She's being punished. She's being punished because she didn't keep her mouth shut. She won her race, and then she said, "Hey, I won my race, but this doesn't look right, and it doesn't feel right, and I don't think that this is." proper. I don't think that my all of my constituents' votes were counted accurately. I think we need to take another look. And oh, by the way, I'm going to take a stand on this because that's what my constituents want me to do. And now she's being punished. And remember, we do have an excellent sponsor of the show, and that is Air Medcare Network. So today's podcast is, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. And if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors, or do uh, you know dangerous things like some of us like to do that may require some emergency medical attention. We all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency, uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. But with Air Medicare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost, and it's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and promo code is daily. Go check them out. We're quiet. What's that? We're quiet right now. This is unbelievable. Insanity, guys, guys, this is, it's, it's insane. More, it's more insane than you could possibly imagine because they're daring us. Well, and like we were talking about this morning, right? We were talking about the live stream and, and uh, producer Zach had told me that I had the worst RBF in the world when you came on and we're talking about the judge being corrupt. And I was you know, I don't want to live in a world where we have to assume that where we just assume that the judges are corrupt. But I'll be damned if you weren't right, because what did that judge do? And this is, of course, the Lake judge, not this judge. But that judge ignored two witnesses that lied on the stand, ignored smoking gun, 19 inch ballot 
image on 20 inch paper that the guy said couldn't exist prior to that testimony, ignored that, ignored all of these shenanigans and, oh no, you didn't prove that it was intentional. Well, it can't be an accident. And all of this, all of it is overseen by Katie Hobbs. She's the chief election officer in the state. I don't know. I actually don't know how we do not, like this isn't past protest material. I don't know how the world could be silent. I don't know how the people could be silent in Arizona. I mean, this is a big deal. This is not a small deal. This is a big deal. The state house now goes to a complete split. The Republicans now do not have control of the house in Arizona. They have completed the coup in Arizona as well. Think about how significant this is. They own the ballot printing companies. They own the ballot. They own the the election companies. They own the judges. They own most of the lawyers. They have created an environment of communism right under our noses. Well, we also, well, we are still debating whether or not it's communism, right? We're the 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 talking heads in Conservative Inc. are. You know, we've got to stop this before communism comes in. We've got to do something. We've got to vote harder. We can't vote in person because that doesn't work. So we really got to take advantage of early voting and mail-in ballots and all the garbage that is spewing out of these people's mouths right now to try and shape public opinion, right? People who who claim to be all in on the election integrity movement have now uh, renamed their movement to election fraud detection, like what is it you said this morning, Apollo? Is that like, they're like the mall cops of election fraud now? Um, yeah, yeah. Now, what we're doing loss prevention in uh, yeah. in the elections? This is a, this is a mall cop operation. The Republican position on this now means we've got to be better at fraud than they are. They are trash and garbage. This is not what we want for America. We do not, we will not take this system. We do not consent. And I hope that you guys get into the facts blast today because that's what this is about. They've manufactured our consent. They've stolen the will of the people and they're using that manufactured consent to tax us without representation and to institute a insurrection on our U.S. southern border. And that is what the Arizona results are about because they have to stop any transparency at the border operation in Arizona. Tell me how crazy this is. Tell me how crazy this is. How how crazy is this? I mean, you know is this how, not how how brazen this is after what we just saw in that hearing that we covered for two days, and then the judge says, "Ha ha ha, yeah, no, no thanks." He 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 kills that. We we just joked about that video of him jumping out of the way of actual evidence, and then they turn around and they take they take an election back. How is, how is Abe off by a couple hundred and she's off by thousands? Just on its face value. Are you serious? But we have and to the use the machines for efficiency up? and accuracy, right? We need accuracy and efficiency, so we have to use the machines. Meanwhile, there's a 4,000 vote discrepancy in one race. The votes in Abe Hamaday's race have been all over the place this entire time. Um, I'm, I, I'm, I'm so mad right now because it is it is 100% evident 
to me, it is self-evident that Liz Harris is being punished right now. And that's what happens in communist countries. I, I don't even know what to say. I, I, and I know that you guys are listening in real time as we walk through this, but uh, th this is unbelievable. You don't realize how big of a deal this is. Th this is a bigger deal. This, this, this is actually bigger than anything that happened with Abe or Kerry. We, we knew what was going to happen in the case with Abe and Kerry. When, let, let me ask you a question, Ash. Ready? Ready. And, and I'm asking you from subjectively. Remember the, the, the diagram that I built, the schematic I built on how they stole the elections with the machines? Yes. And I did that in December of 2020, correct? Yes. Did I have access to any data from Mesa County? No. Did I have any access to any of the information in New Mexico or affidavits or any of that stuff? No. So what I used was the system that they had at Dominion and a very rudimentary pre-report that came out of Antrim, correct? Yes. Is that, is that schematic to this day accurate as it relates to all of the other things that came out of Maricopa County, Mesa County, New Mexico, Texas, and, and, and the second one in Arizona? Yes, and if I could just expand on that, Joe, you um, used, you know, the information that was publicly available from Dominion as well as early results that were coming out of Antrim to yes. build what you believed was the architecture of fraud. And every report that has come out, whether it's Mesa, whether it's the, the work done by activists in Georgia, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, uh, Arizona, right? Everything yeah. has reinforced that initial architecture because it's not terribly complicated, right? They're using the system. They just know that nobody's ever going to look and nobody's ever going to hold them accountable. All right. So let's, um, I'm trying to do this really quick. Let me really quickly do this. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, Loved the company's mission so much, he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. Do you tell sure everybody no. that you're back on Twitter? Not yet. That's, a, that's not as important as what we're dealing with right now, but I will. I mean, I'll tell people that, we, well, we start up a new account. I mean, it'll be five minutes before they actually <laughs> go after me for it. But for the moment, I'm back on Twitter at real Joe Oltman. 
we'll, we'll see if that works. And it's a, it's a new account. We'll see if they ban me. They probably will put the ban hammer down on me um, because I'm still in the process of fighting them. And I went after them for the conservative daily one. So we'll see how it goes. And, and look, at the end of the day, I gotta, I gotta be patient with Elon, even though I don't want to be because uh, he is, sorry, I'm trying to find telegram. He is literally um, dealing with a coup inside of his company as in real time. And I'm just putting this up. Out of Arizona. Just bring, bring, her, bring her in, please. Let's bring Liz in. Liz! All right. Hi. I'm really confused here. I'm just being honest. I'm more confused than you are. All right. I'm mad. Liz, it appears they took the election from you. Correct. But why am I getting text messages congratulating me? I don't know. How is that possible? Why did I pull up an article from this morning? Okay. So Apollo called me just a short while ago to say um, I, I, it was um, 4,000 votes. It's actually 20, I, 2,600, I think. Okay, twenty. So, so I lost by twenty six hundred votes. But why are there news articles stating something different? So I will here's put it up, Mister Producer. Twelve news states: Arizona recount solidifies election wins for Mays, Horn, and Harris. But a poll. Updated so that, those were the original results where I lost by 200, where I won by 270. Oh, so this one are, the, right. That, so that was the number before the recount. Yeah. I know that's not the number before the recount because it said that Jennifer Pawlik beat you by 3,400 votes. Yeah, this was okay. updated just 20 minutes ago. Okay, but here's the point. Um, Jennifer pa so there's two seats. So those numbers are the, they're all the, they're the, Jennifer Pollock's number may have changed, but my number did not change. Okay. So, so that? here's, here's the thing. Okay. So it doesn't so show. I'm saying so, I did win. <laughs> you did win. I did win. Okay. <laughs> you guys are confusing me. You're confusing you. We're sitting on here going through this whole thing. I'm losing my mind calling people to get on the streets and, you know, yeah. tip well, over apple carts. With the loss, I was a little bit relieved. Oh. I literally was upping okay. my real estate supplies that I was ordering today. Okay, can you year. please explain this to me? Because okay. I'm, I'm just telling you, because this is the part where I'm looking at it. Okay, now now I get it. Okay. All right, so there are two seats. So Jennifer Pollock remains the winner with okay. Liz, the second high vote getter which kind of makes sense because we analyzed the cast vote records and the numbers matched what the original numbers said. Okay. All right. So I'm not happy about Abe Hamaday. I don't, I don't think here's the problem. They control the ballots. All right. So I need to go back and redo this before people lose their mind. Yeah. Um, so that's, that was uh that was my bad. I didn't realize there were two seats in the one race. So I uh, I I, ra I rang the bell too too quickly on that one because I saw the vote differential and I was quite mad. 
So thank you for uh, clearing that up for us. Okay. <laughs> but I, I'm not joking. I was like, okay, can we up my orders on my... <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I feel like it would be a relief, Liz, because you definitely have a hard battle in front of you, right? I oh, mean, no. you're you're a bit of an outlier in terms of people who will stand up for truth even when they win. Okay. All right. I had to I had to update it. <laughs> okay. So okay. just for the people that just joined us, <laughs> Edig says I was packing my bags. We had people coming to Arizona for you right now, Liz. People are they're ready to go. No, it, it, uh, I, I apologize because I did not know. I don't think anyone knew. And I, <sighs> all right. I am, I am relieved. I'm just letting my kid know because he, he was upset. He was upset. He, yeah, but it's okay. All's good. So he was upset for the same reason. Didn't know that there was two. Or he was no, watching no, us. <laughs> I, I, he was leaving for work and I said, um, it looks like I didn't win, but don't worry, I'm okay. So, but okay, we're good. Liz, okay, now we're good. All right. <laughs> I was ready to come to Arizona, literally pitch a tent. I mean, I, I, I'm sitting here and I don't, I don't understand the two people elected, top two people in one race. I, I don't understand that. I've, I don't think I've, I'm two years into politics. That's okay. Two years. But I was ready, and everyone was ready. There are people saying, I'm grabbing my musket. <laughs> Macrovader says, I'm fired. So you got elected, and I got fired. <laughs> no, all's, I mean, it's, it's good, but you see, I, I was prepared for the loss. I let everyone yeah. know I was prepared either way. Um, now I'm going to have a bunch of lobbyists calling me because I held off on all those meetings until today. So I'm, I'm telling you, there's still work to be done. There is still work to be done because even though they're saying I, I won, I'm telling you the numbers, they're, they're, they're garbage. They're manipulated. Yeah. So I have an exciting project I'm working on this weekend and maybe Bring I can it. come back your show and report Absolutely. the results. It has to do with um, ballots and election integrity. So. so so I assume that you're going to put up some um, some things to get you. They're going to get struck down, but some stuff to get rid of the machines, get rid of the, the mail-in ballots completely. I think that's on your list. So there was a plan, um, but there are certain legislators who have already told me they're going to, to um, kill any bill I sponsor. Um, and then there's also legislators who are going to put up election integrity bills that are half measure. And I'm, you know, they want me to vote for them and then they'll vote for mine that are hard ass bills that really mean something. But what's going to happen with my stuff? It'll get vetoed by, even if I get the 31 votes I need, it'll be vetoed by the governor. So I'm not, I, I don't know what I'm doing at this point. Um, but I know that um, I'm going to call out stuff when it it just smells funny. I'm going to call it all out or give it to other people and ask them to call it out. And call them out. Right. Yeah. You know, that, that is what is going to happen. You will not be reelected. I'm just telling you right now that there, you, you will not be reselected. 
Right. They're, they're going to make sure that you don't make it in, in the next trip. So you're going to make as much havoc and hassle as possible for them. Um, but I just want you to know that it's a huge sacrifice because at the end of it, uh, they are going to do everything they can to take away your ability to represent the people again. No, that's correct. And I'm prepared for that. So just to let you know, um, I we had to redo an election at a legislative district here in Arizona. It was the night before last. It was one of the legislative districts. There was some ballots found in the garbage. So myself and some other people, we went out to do their new election. And the body called for no scanners, no tabulators, get rid of the machines. So I literally, with other great people, we ran an election. Um, again, it's a legislative district that hand counted the ballots. There was a lot of counting to do. Five times. But we had four people looking over us. And I can tell you right now that, um, that there is no question as to the results of this particular election. When we did the hand count paper ballots and a couple of these races, people won by one vote. That's how close they were. And but everyone was completely comfortable. So so that just goes to the point of needing an in-person paper ballot hand count election. Okay, so these ballots were not in person or they were? They were in person. Yeah, it was a legislative district. So in Arizona, we have 30 legislative districts. Mm -hmm. So this it wasn't for any political candidate. It was for the legislative district board. But again, four people from both sides, they're all Republicans, but, you know, different, you know, there are the election deniers and then there are the uh, who won party Republicans. So anyway, they all looked on and they watched. And um, anyway, uh, my point is, is that everyone left that night. Now, I was planning on being done by 10 o'clock that night. I didn't yeah. get home to one, but everyone left that legislative district meeting being very secure or feeling good about the results. So what and that's is, what we need to do at the national level, state what, by state. But we keep proving that they're lying at the, at the government level about everything. So why not get rid of the machines, get rid of mail-in ballots, go to in-person voting? And then if it's we, somebody wins by one vote and it's 50-50, then, God, then we, we at least know we have transparency. Because there are Republican legislators who have stated in closed caucus and outside of closed caucus, so I'm not supposed to talk about closed caucus, but outside of closed caucus, many, multiple, have stated, I'm not getting rid of the mail-in ballots because I will not be able to win my next election if they if they get rid of them. Now, what they mean by that is probably that the voters will be mad at them for getting rid of the mail-in ballot. You could read between the lines and, and say something else. I've also had legislators tell me that they're going to kill any bill that I present on election integrity. And um, anyway, I mean, I can go on and on, but uh, the legislative session, I get sworn in January. 9th. It's supposed to end um, April 30th would be like a normal session, but we've already been told by the speaker to expect to go long. So long is what we've done the last two sessions, which is we go to June, the end of June. So I'm expecting six months and I'm expecting it to be a living nightmare, but I'm in for two years. 
for two years, you're going to be a thorn in their side and uh, you will run for reelection and you will represent the people. You know, I, I'm curious, Liz, and Zach had a question too for you, um, but I'm curious if I would really like to see the, the temperature of the country come down too, because I think it's at, uh, it's at a precipice that is unsustainable. Something is going to give. So given that, why can't so, we why can't we get consensus on getting rid of the machines? Why can't we get consensus on getting rid of the mail-in ballots? And why can't we get consensus on being having transparent elections on the Democrat side and the Republican side? Because I'm being told, as many, I'm sure you've heard the same argument, that this election integrity stuff is getting old. People are fatigued. They don't want to hear about it. So I'm being told that there That's are the normies, well, the normies that we're beating a drum and we just need to stop and just move on, sweep it all under the rug. No. I think there is a large segment of the population that is paying $6 for a dozen of regular eggs, not even the organic cage-free ones, but, and they're, they're pissed. And of course I fall into that group. I do not like what I'm seeing. You know, Arizona, we had one of the worst inflations. Well, guess what happens January 1st? Our minimum wage goes up substantially. So if you think we're done seeing inflation here in Arizona, I can tell you right now, first thing that goes up, getting your hair done, they, they just, you know, the minimum wage goes up by a little under two bucks. They just pass it on. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. The inflation here in Arizona has not stopped. So once the people start feeling the pain, and I don't know what that pain is going to be. Is it going to be another pandemic? Is it going to be war where their family members are affected? I'm not sure what it is. But the normies are not going to wake up until they feel the pain. Well, here's the problem. And I, and I, I want to be very honest about this. It's not the normies that feel the pain, really. They, they just cut back on things. It's the poorest among us. It's the people that are disadvantaged, the people that are in the inner city, the people that are whose kids are being taught not to read, the, the pizza kids are being told that it's the, the white people over there in Scottsdale that actually caused all of your pain down here. Those are the people that are not eating. Those are the people, you know, one of the reasons why crimes that are committed in the inner city happen is because there's a, there's a desperation and a lack of hope. Now you double that with inflation and the fact that they, they, they can't normalize their life. There, there, is no, there is no peace in the life of someone who lives in a place of, of perpetual poverty. Would you agree with that? I, I completely agree. So I've, I've wrestled with this in my prayers. Like, Joe, what, 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 is, the, what, what is the place where you have to, to figure out? And, and I keep coming back to, I keep coming back to the place of, maybe we're just talking to the wrong people because normies always find a way out. Normies always find a way out, but the people in the poorest communities never do. Like I, I squeeze through a little hole to get out of poverty by accident. I tripped and fell and had a little bit of talent. Maybe I was a little smart. But is it the normies that really are going to get? And, and this is a, this is a philosophical question. This is not even a question that, that I can answer. Maybe you can answer it. But are we really talking? Maybe we're talking to the wrong 
part of the population that has to get to the part where they're tired of it. Because those are the people that have, the normies that have said, just keep your head down, go get a job, just do your work. They're the, they're, they are the slave class. The perpetually poverty class, perpetual people that live in perpetual poverty, they live in despair every day. I mean, those people, are, so how do you put, are you, you got to tell someone that they're despairer? <laughs> they're the despairist? It's not funny, but I mean, so that's my question is, maybe it's not, maybe the normies are the thing that we should be ashamed of. And the people that are most adversely affected, I gave a sandwich to a homeless guy a couple days ago. I walked out of Chick-fil-A. I love Chick-fil-A. Walked out of Chick-fil-A. I had a sandwich, waffle fries, and a drink. And I walked down, and I look over, and in Joe Oltman form, <laughs> I walk over, I go, what's up? You hungry? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, you got anything against Chick-fil-A? <laughs> he's like, no. You homeless? He goes, no. But I'm hungry. <laughs> I said, okay. Here, let's have some food. Liz, what's the answer if maybe we're talking past the people that were screaming over, walking over bodies? All right. So as we all know, the homeless transient population, a lot of them have other issues going on. I mean, I went public in the last years of my my father's life. He wanted to be homeless. So I have a very intimate experience with that. Um, but when you talk about poverty, when my mother left my dad, it was four kids and her in a one bedroom. So I, I get what and I won't say poverty because she had a good job, but that's what we had to do to make ends meet. The thing with um, people, people who are in poverty who are not reaping from the government, and I know that's re poverty reaping, it sounds bad, but I think you know that people who are on SNAP and welfare and all that, they're getting a substantial, substantial increase, not the cost of living. So they're seeing their checks increase. I'm telling you right now, our problems here in the country, this country, are so huge. It, it, I'm kind of like of the mindset, it's got to all burn down and we got to rebuild it. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I have to agree with you. I mean, Zach, you had a question for Liz. <clears throat> oh, yeah, it's a... So I know that in certain states, uh, Arizona has a discrepancy where if it, the percentage uh, between the votes is under like one point something percent, that they have to do a recount, right? So it's 0.5%. It's 0.5. So if there's a one vote difference, how long does that recount tracking have to go to the point where they just call it? And then do they focus on early and in-person voting based off of that? percentage for the next recount okay i'm not completely sure that i understand the question but our results were kind of finalized that like two weeks 
a, a week and a half after the election is kind of when the numbers stopped. And it, it's when you can presume whether or not you're the winner. Then the results need to go. Katie Hobbs needs, or the Secretary of State needs to certify with the governor and the AG as witnesses. Once that certification was done here in Arizona on December 5th, then they could declare the recount, but, but not until it was certified. We can declare the recount for any races that fell below that 0.5%. So that, that's what happened. And then as we all know, so December 6th, I got a letter from the Secretary of State saying here's the judge's order and that the results are due on the 21st to be unsealed on the 22nd. The 22nd came along, um, Katie Hobbs uh, said she needed a week's extension because she didn't have the information from Pinal County. And that's why the results were released today based on the judge's order. But I don't think I answered your question. Oh, no, I, th I think you did. I just didn't know when it stopped, when eventually they have to make a final decision and based off of the discrepancies between the two electors. So they had to wait until it was certified. So I'm, I was, um, I, I positioned myself. I did not move into my office. Um, the only thing I did was I took my badge and I took a government issued laptop. Those were the only two things I did. Um, I did go to the training. I did go to a little retreat we had with the Republican caucus. So I've been doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, but I did not attach myself to the position just in case I lost. Which for a few minutes this morning, I, I, I lost in my brain. I lost, and I'm sorry. I was no, that's okay. I was ready. It's good to because I emoted, and it's like, how did I feel? And I'm going to tell you right now, as a loser, I felt pretty good. Well, <laughs> like, for, I don't want you to lose. We need you. We need you. We need you. I was. I was a little, I mean, I, I have to tell you, I, it, it felt, it felt dirty. It feels dirty now, but it felt even more dirty. And, uh, so I hope people got all the way through to this part when they do the re, when they, <laughs> they do the restatement of this, that they get all the way through it and not just pack up their van. They get, I'm going to Arizona. <laughs> listen to the whole podcast. Matter of fact, change it to listen to the whole podcast. Liz Harris will be on <laughs> clarifying that she did win. Ah. No, it's like I reached out to my son and then two close friends to say, hey, I, I lost. And then to my one friend, I'm like, can we increase that order on the real estate supplies for this year? <laughs> What's the next price break? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Liz is like, I want to punch you in the face, Joe. No. Hey, hey, we're we're all entitled, right? Remember the I, I've been talking, by the way, to the Navajo um nation, having conversations with it. It just made the news. Um I've been sending out letters to different people, the the I've been sending them out to the AG's office in Arizona. And I know it might not do anything, but I just wanted to send it out to the news agencies. Um, saying, hey, look, did you know this is a huge problem? There's a wall of people that have disappeared over the last 10 years from the Navajo Nation that are getting picked up in vans and taken places and they just disappear. You know, can, can you do anything about this? I did get one letter back, but it was, it was good to see that, that one of the news stations picked up the story and went down to the Navajo Nation and had a conversation about it. That happened just last week. I don't know if you saw that. 
I did. Yeah. So, you, you know, I, the atrocities being committed against the Native Americans is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And we haven't, you know, I have a story that I've been working on related to this in my spare time, but Blazurate in the heart of that. And we didn't know, I didn't know, I don't know if you knew before we had the conversation with those people at the, at the, the, the Capitol. Yeah. I didn't know. Isn't that crazy? It's right, it's right next to you. For those of you that are just wondering, uh, Liz and I went down and got the people to the na the Native Americans to come up and speak to the crowd that was there about what was happening to the Native Americans when we were down in the at the Capitol. And so people would say, um, "Oh, only a couple hundred people a day showed up," and I would be like, "Okay, well, we had every talking head in the country telling people not to go." Number one, number two, we also learned something about our brothers and sisters who are suffering immensely and being trafficked right under our noses. Maybe that's a bill you could put out. Yeah, because I think Democrats and Republicans would definitely be united on that one. And if they wouldn't, it would tell us something about them. Right. So the Republicans who say they're going to kill everything I sponsor, I'd have the Democrats <laughs> signing on. Well, yeah, so yeah. I'm a worker base. So I don't want to go down there and you know just vote and not sponsor anything. But at right. the same time, I, I know that I'm up against opposition of my own party. Yeah. Well, at, at the at the end of the day, Liz, we will pray for you. And actually, we're closing up, so I'm going to pray for you now. <laughs> Ash, do you have anything to add? Um, no. I, Liz, thank you for jumping on and for uh, correcting the record and setting us straight. Um the one thing that I would say is, you know, as somebody who has spent the past two years actively engaged in um, monitoring and testifying at legislative uh, efforts in a communist state <laughs> in the Colorado legislature, you know, we had three or four um, Republican legislators who were willing to stand up for the people. And that would be you know, my, my, I mean, you know, this you're, you, you came from the people, right. But, uh, you know, stay, stay connected with your constituents and don't ever stop fighting. Even if you're standing up alone, um, that's, that's what we need. That's the kind of leader that we need at this point. So really glad that your race was not overturned. I have been ex successfully admonished by the chat. For jumping the gun on that so um but liz I, I will definitely be praying for you as you go into this because it's it you know I've, I've watched legislators who try to have integrity in that environment when the party is just so powerful and they're all in lockstep um and it's not going to be an easy road it's going to be difficult but uh you're going to rock it and we got your back Thank you. And just to let you know, I talk to 40 to 50 constituents every morning at 630 in the morning. We compare notes and I'm not going to give that up. And, and any constituent is invited to join. So. Well, I, I look forward to seeing the trouble that you cause over the next two years. Trouble with a capital. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm in that mood today where I'm like, look, nothing is going to get me down. You know that song? 
what is that song? Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. Okay, I can't sing it because they're gonna strike me for it. All right, I'm gonna pray oh, for you, Liz. Go ahead, Paul. What'd you say? You know, break my stride. Yeah. <laughs> that one. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Liz. We're we're really professional over here. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time, it's that point zero one that you get on and correct the record. I just want to thank you for your courage, by the way. I just want to tell you that. And the fact that you stood up and said, recount my race, I don't feel good about it. That is integrity. That is courage. So thank you. Thank you. Father God, thank you. Thank you for Liz Harris. Thank you for her courage. Thank you for her commitment. We, we talk about those that are willing to stand in the gap and make sacrifices and stand with integrity regardless of what the outcome is. Liz is one of those people, Father, and I just thank you for putting her at the front. I thank you for giving her a voice, and I thank you for her ability to stand steadfast regardless of what is said about her, that she sees value in her actions related to the good that she does and not to those that would do harm. Father, I'd ask you to put a, a special blessing on Liz. I would ask you to guard her heart guard her mind, protect her spirit, protect her emotionally, protect her financially, protect her in everything she does and says. Father, I would ask you to bestow upon her the wisdom and the ability to see through things clearly so that she may solve big problems in Arizona that could affect in a positive direction things that are happening around the country. Father, I would ask you to continue to bless her voice that she can be heard, continue to allow her to stand in the gap, shoulder to shoulder with others. And Father, please give her the strength to be able to withstand all of the evil attacks that have come against her to this point and continue to be lobbied against her, not just on the left, but in people within the establishment party as well. Father, I would ask a special blessing on those people listening. I would ask a special blessing on the people going into this, this weekend that hope may not consume their heart, but faith may. I would ask you, Father, to help us to focus on the thing that is most important, and that is restoration, Father. And help us to go towards that mission of restoring you to our community, to our schools, to our children's lives. Help us, Father, that we may dictate the mores of society, not have them dictated to us by those that would do harm to our children and to those around us. Father, I would just ask you to give us the courage, the boldness, to speak truth, not just know truth, but speak truth. And Father, I would ask you to open up the hearts and minds of those people in this country who maybe you're just ignoring what is happening and hoping it all goes away. I would ask you to wake them up, Father, and move them towards a place where they can have a voice as well and that they could feel comfortable speaking that voice regardless of the ridicule that they may face by those evil doers that have overtaken our apparatuses of our society. Father, Lastly, I would ask that you bless those going into 2023, that you would help us not restore completely things as they were in the past, for we might forget where we have come from and the pain that we have felt over these last few years. But Father, I would ask you just to, to ease the, the, the part of the heart that allows for people to have joy, to have hope, to have peace, to have laughter, and the things that are so important, Father, that that help build memories with friends and family. Father, please bless those that, that are in this fight. 
I ask for all these things in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Here we go. Off to the races. Um, Liz, thanks for coming in. Ash, thanks for your bad reporting and then good reporting. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I do my best. (laughs) (laughs) All right. God bless you. Hey, I own it. I own it when I get it wrong. Yeah. Oh, so did I. I was getting blasted here a minute ago. Joe! Hey, if people want to come to Arizona and help me with the election integrity information that I have, we need researchers. So come on down. Yeah. Hey, thanks, Liz, for jumping on in such short notice. I do appreciate you. God bless you. All right. Bye-bye. Well, Paula, that was that kind of took a turn. We didn't get to talk about the uh, border, but I will tell you that uh, the border is a mess, and they're already talking about mitigating the Title Forty Two, even though the Supreme Court came out and said, "No, you're not getting rid of it." Also, I would just want to report that in Texas, um, Abbott, Governor Abbott, has put razor wire along the open parts of the border, which has almost stopped entirely people from coming across the border in Texas in El Paso County, one of the El Paso, which is one of the largest thoroughfares for illegal immigrants in the country. Also, Governor Abbott's been called to uh, be arrested for delivering illegal immigrants to Kamala Harris's house. I think it's a great place that they should go. I heard she has a couple extra bedrooms. So something we should talk to. I want to lastly say this. There are grave consequences to stolen election. And we have a fax blast today that I think we should definitely give some airtime to. All of them are good. But this one is, uh, you know, more Americans... The more of America's long-held grievances, there is nothing new under the sun. Just talking about the things that we're dealing with. Let me read this to you. In 1776, our brave ancestors aired their grievances against the monarchy, subjugating them. A war followed and freedom was eventually won, a republic, if we can keep it. As Americans, the moment encapsulates the spirit of our great nation and her people. We demand to be free. And yet, not even more than 250 years later, despots and tyrants seek only power. That's you. Have forgotten our founding premise. Let us remind you of a few of the founders' grievances, which has resurfaced under your failed watch. You have abdicated the Constitution, divided our people, and waged war against us. You have excited domestic insurrections amongst us. You have invested yourself with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. You have plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. You have violated the most sacred oath, abolished most of our valuable laws, and fundamentally altered our form of our government. Truly, there is nothing new under the sun. You have manufactured our consent. You do not actually have our consent, and consent is important. The only legitimate government is one in which the power is derived from its people. Consent of the governed is what separates a democracy from a dictatorship or an absolute monarchy or oligarchy, as in your case. You have manufactured our consent through coercion, propaganda, and outright stolen elections. Fabricated consent is not real. It's a farce. We do not consent. The demand for remedy is simple again. Remember your oath. And those that did not take that oath we need to remember that as well. Listen, God bless you all. I want you to know that stealing elections is not a victimless crime. And I will continue to speak out about it as you should as well. 2023 is a year of reckoning. Let's see how that reckoning goes. God bless you all. We'll see you at four o'clock.
If you want to watch Conservative Daily Podcast, we go live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Mountain Time and 4 p.m. Mountain Time. You can find us live at conservative-daily.com, on Rumble, on Frank's Beach, where we go live on Lindell TV 2 at those same times, on DLive, and now on Odyssey. You can also find our episodes at brighteon.com. Make sure you also check out the link in the description to go to the Brighteon store and prepare you and your family with the awesome storable food and other products that they have there. You can find us on the audio edition at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Podbean, Audible, and everywhere else. Make sure you go and give us a five-star review and be that ambassador of truth. Share this episode with everyone who needs to hear it. Text the word FREEDOM to 89517 and we'll shoot you a text message when we're about to go live. Check out the description for our link to the daily newsletter so you get access to the fax blasts. We want to thank you for being a listener of Conservative Daily Podcast as we pursue truth and fight to restore our nation. We will continue to provide you with the most important information that the mainstream media will not show you. Now at conservative-daily.com, you have the option to become a member with us. Each membership option varies in access and discounts in regards to the ability to interact with the Daily Facts Blast, monthly savings, access to extra content, and interactions with the hosts and guests of the show. Go to conservative-daily.com and become a member right now for as little as $10 a month. Make sure you check out social media and find us everywhere at Conservative Daily and at Joel Oltman. We'll see you next time on Conservative Daily Podcast. It's time to do the hard work. Let's take our country back, patriots. God bless America. Thank you.